0: Oh my lands, here we go again Another great adventure, another
1: yarn to spin
0: Every time we get together, what a mess you'll find us in Oh my lands, here we go again Oh my lands, here we go again
2: land, y'all. It's Kathleen and Nikki. We can't wait
0: to share what we're up to in this episode. Here we go. As usual, we Mm -hmm. really don't have a script and Mm -hmm. we didn't have a plan. That I had a little thought in my mind of how today goes. Mm -hmm. But first, what I want to do is introduce you to our listeners because they're hearing your voice. Um, This is Jenna Love. And um, as a memory, because well, listeners will know if they've been listening all along. We had an episode where Kathleen talked about she had a spirit in her house. The title of that is "Oh my lands
2: she has a spirit in her house I think uh yes I'm trying to rem- I, I I'm trying to don't <laughs> going, which one was that yeah um it, but what she's gonna go to is I think i'm open i'm I'm open right okay. okay. and your daughter you
0: Tell the listeners that your daughter um, is in touch with the other world and has been her whole life. Mm -hmm. People who have passed on um, will, if they're in a space, Helen knows it and they will reach out to Helen to speak to Helen. And so we were having a conversation about Mm -hmm. that and we were talking about how we needed to be open to things. And Kathleen is typically very open to things with this going to Reiki is something that she's never done. And, um, and of course I have, I would have a session every month with Jenna if our, (laughs) if our schedules and my funds would allow it. Um, but Jenna's the one who introduced me to it. So I just kind of wanted to, as a memory, let, this is really more my memory than my, a memory of mine and Kathleen's, but it's a memory of Jenna and I, which will tie this whole episode (laughs) together. We met, we worked at a place together. We met when we started working there and I had already been there and I had gone through losing my dad, Mm -hmm. who was my very best friend. And, uh, my dad was a Christian. He was an elder in the the denomination that Jenna and I both grew up in. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Kathleen did not grow up in this denomination. No. All of us in the South, uh, the belt the belt buckle the bible, bible, bell. The bible belt yes, yes the bible belt bible, but we're in the we're considered the belt buckle <laughs> right. of the bible,
2: the bible. belt
0: <laughs> where there's literally a church on every corner either the den- the denomination that Kathleen grew up in or Kathleen really kind of grew up in
2: multiple two different ones because i had i had grandfathers from two different denominations mm-hmm. my life started out with one grandfather's church and the later part of my life went the other grandfather's
0: church. Neither one of those denominations, though, as um, strict and constricting Mm -hmm. as, I think, the denomination that Jenna and I were in. But my dad was, his heritage is Native American. Now, that was never practiced. None of the Native American uh, religious rituals were ever practiced in his household. But in his, later in life, he became very interested in, in that and started studying it. And I was too. And I was the child that he shared that walk with because I was very open to it. Mm -hmm. And, and then he was gone and I didn't have anyone in my life anymore that was open to those kinds of discussions. The, I think you refer to it as kind of the other world, Mm -hmm. but it's really not the other world. It's just not something that Christianity mm. typically accepts right. or discusses. Well, so Jenna and I, I believe that the Lord um started using Jenna to help me heal over the heartache of my dad. I think he brought us both to this place. So we met at a work at work and we worked at a place that was its tradition was deep rooted in our Christian tradition, mm-hmm. and so it was not something that I think either one of us ever went to work there and thought that we would ever plan on being able to discuss this journey yeah, that you, we were you'd going. come through. in my office, shut the door, and <laughs> we like whisper
1: in, like, "Okay, now tell me about this." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So
0: even with the door shut, we would whisper when we talked about it, and I know. I'm um, so sad. It is sad, but um, then. Uh Jenna introduced me to the practice of, of Reiki. She um mm-hmm. I think when we met, I don't think you had gone through all the levels yet. I think Oh no, I had. Oh had you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um but so we she would do this energy work and Every time I left, I couldn't explain why I felt amazing, but I physically felt different, and I felt amazing, and it would last for a while. But one particular time, and if you have
1: any memory of this, yes, time, you were at my. Jump so in. I had an office, um, and we were at your office. Yeah, and then I, and then I started working here again. But yeah, wh- which location were we at? <clears throat> the office or here? The location, um, the office. Okay. But she talks
0: about, and, and I know legally it's the truth that she can't do therapy. But my sessions with her would always be us catching up. <laughs> well, after after we both left that place and started working somewhere different, right. um, we would just catch up, and then there would there was always some level of therapy that we were providing each other. <laughs> right. There would be we would spend. <laughs> Kathleen asked me how long it would take today, and I said I don't know because. Every time it's always been hours, yes. but it, the actual Reiki session doesn't last hours. <laughs> right. But we were talking and um and I got on the bed and um I don't know this because I've been to anyone else, but you've always told me most Reiki practitioners don't touch the body.
1: They're dealing with the energy and they keep their hands. but you do. Yeah. I like to touch people. I I have to connect and I actually start with people's feet, but I I am a hands-on practitioner. But she does always start with your feet. And, but that particular,
0: so like my dad, I don't wear socks with my shoes. And I kept saying, Jenna, (laughs) I forgot to bring socks and I just don't want you to work on my feet you kept saying because that's what I do I, I would when I was going to have a session with her I always bring a change of clothes because she likes to be in comfy clothes but I would bring a pair of socks so that she hopefully wouldn't smell <laughs> my feet because if I'd been in shoes all day with no right. uh, socks on and she kept saying Nicole don't worry about it don't worry about it and I was like I just don't want you to work on my feet and you're like well I won't if you don't want me to but you know that's how I get grounded so I was really tense but You
1: kept smelling smoke. Do you remember? I do remember that. And And, there was no reason to in the building we were in.
0: Right. And you kept asking me, do you smell that? And I I kept saying, no, I don't. And she's like, it's not my candles. It's a very distinct, heavy smoke. And you stopped and you went out in the hallway (laughs) and you looked and checked because she was just like, it was bothering her. And then she came back and started again. And then you were like, I have to blow out all the candles. This is just overwhelming. I smell this smoke. Mm -hmm. So you blew out all the candles and then, um, we don't really talk. I don't like to talk when I'm getting a massage and we don't really talk a lot unless you have a question and then you'll ask me something, but I'm kind of starting to relax and, and, um, kind of get in the moment. And all of a sudden you said, Nicole, do you mind if I massage your shoulders? And I was like, Absolutely massaging my shoulders. <laughs> right. And so you came behind my head and you were massaging my, sh- kind of like in my neck, not mm-hmm. my shoulder. At like the base but- of the
1: skull and that yeah. area.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, you said, do you remember, you said, Nicole, did your dad used to rub your neck like this? And I said, no, no. And then I said, but he always carried his stress and he would have stress headaches and he would ask me to rub his shoulder. And I said, and it was always right where you're rubbing me right now. And, um, you said, Nicole, I heard a man's voice tell me go rub her neck. Yes. And so you did. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of, You finished the session and when we got through, you were like, you, you had, had a vision and you'd seen clothes. You couldn't describe his look, but you could describe his clothes. And I was like, I don't remember that outfit. Then remember I called my mom and my mom was like, yes, he absolutely had that coat and I still have it hanging in the closet. And, um, and then it hit me, the smoke
1: that you were smelling that you kept thinking that it was Mm -hmm. on fire he smoked cigars. Ah, and see, that's a uh, that's an unusual smoky smell. It wasn't candle and right, right. cigarette. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
0: um, and I'll be honest. There's moments when when I replay that happening in my head because of my understanding and my upbringing. I think, oh, am I going too far? Mm-hmm. You know, am I
1: getting? I don't want to. Am I dappling in the dark side? In the witchcraft
0: <laughs> and things like that, because I don't want to do that. But then I know Jenna's heart. I know her love for the Lord. I know my heart and how much I love the Lord. And we weren't trying to, you know, we weren't asking my dad to be present. It just, mm-hmm. it just happened.
1: And so I'll, I'll back up and say, before I do any session, I do an internal meditation with the client there quiet in my own head that I ask for their guides and angels to be present, the Holy Spirit to be present, only light beings. And I, I, I create a safety net of only lights entering and that's what you need to do. And then when, you know, and so I know my intention, I know what I've called to assist. And by bringing in people's guides, angels, whatever, however you like to represent them, and the Holy Spirit. That's how I'm able to kind of catch beings there. I don't always see them like most people think um, they are seen. They are visual images. Sometimes they're shadowy in the room. If I'm really deep in um, the trance of the session, which is why I don't like to talk a lot either, because when people just want to talk about their day, it really does keep me from The energy still gets passed, but anything that's going to come to me might be uh, hindered. And so I go into a deep concentration mode knowing that there's that safety net of I have called for only the beings of the light. And um, um, so in your case, I don't ever try to have an expectation Mm -hmm. because I think, especially because I know you, and so a lot of people that do this type of work say, oh, the best clients are the ones that I don't know because I truly don't know anything. So if you know someone, you have an expectation that, oh, I hope this happens for them. And, but I, I really try not to have that with anybody. And no one actually asks me, can my this person come through that? I just say, let's see what happens. It might just be the energy healing session and we don't get a visual or a verbal to share but things are happening. And then sometimes I get little snippets. Uh, I'll get a snapshot of, of something and then I'll share it. And it it might be totally ridiculous to me. Uh, somebody eating a popsicle on a swing with a very specific clothing on and, um, a bandaid on a certain part of their body at seven years old. I'm like, what the heck? And they're like, oh my gosh, that is that that will mean so much to them. And so mm-hmm. I've I've learned that the more outrageous, or like the word, you know, Penelope and um orange slices, you know, that'll come to me. And I'm like, I, I'm embarrassed to say things sometimes, but sometimes I'll interrupt the session and say, Is this is or I'll wait till the end and it it never fails, literally. Um, whether they have to think about it or it's just immediate. And so I've learned to kind of I get embarrassed sometimes to share little words, images uh, that come, but I've learned not to. I'm like, well, whatever. So I think the best part of the sessions are being open to anything, knowing that we were, when you, when you mentioned, Oh, am I, am I going too far? Am I, am I going in the dark direction in our natural state? There is no darkness in the spirit world, like yes, it's out there because um, through the fall of man there has there is darkness and light, but our true state is with God, and if our intentions are that, and we are aware that we do need protection from that, but we just are like, Hey, I want healing. Or I, I feel disconnected from this person. You know, how many of us talk to people we've lost just in a random conversation? That's not dabbling in the dark side. Like if you've lost your mother, like, Hey mom, I'm struggling today. You know, uh, I do that all the time with, of course, my mother hasn't died, but my father died and David died. I talk to them all the time and I don't find that that's, you know, any different than them coming to you through, um, a type of energy work. It's just a very healing place to do it where, where, um.
2: Well, and I think with her saying that dark, mm-hmm. the, the dark, I can't see it that way. Mm-hmm. Because, because my, of your upbringing. My child was five.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. You I have a similar in child. You pure yes. heart
2: mm-hmm. than a, five than year. a five-year-old mm-hmm. child. So you can't tell me that what her gift is, is mm-hmm.
1: bad. And, and my daughter actually was the same way. My, my 20 year old, she was seeing angels. She was seeing auras over people and didn't know, and just would talk about it. But she would hear mom today. God said, I, you know, I was brushing my teeth and I heard, and, and I never acted like it was abnormal and I would write it down and, and, um, and then it kind of goes away. You know, when kids are around 10 or so, it kind of goes away. And then as they mature, I mean, with some, it goes away, but it's kind of created that way, um. They're so open and they see everything. Some see it more, your daughter, and then they they come back into it later, um, as she is now. Yes, she
2: never lost. it. She never it.
1: lost it, and that's really She's unusual, actually. Lo-
2: well, I I didn't react.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: I didn't react. I just accepted it, mm-hmm. and then we did. We have not shared this with you, but very sadly,
1: mm-hmm.
2: her. thought fa- I, I remember the order of everything. Her childhood best friend died mm-hmm. going into their sixth grade year. Her dad died in the spring of her seventh grade year. Mm-hmm. And so she has had death at such a young age mm-hmm. that had been very traumatic deaths, mm-hmm. you know, to a child. And um that she I, I don't think that's why she didn't lose it mm-hmm. because the first person she saw, she had not seen. For two years, she saw this person as a three-year-old and then she saw him and I'm like, okay, I don't even know how this is even possible. But when the other, when the best friend died, he woke her up. He physically Mm -hmm. would move things (laughs) uh, with her. And so I think that's part of why Mm -hmm. she never lost it Mm -hmm. because of the trauma that happened um, around her.
1: She Stay, she, stay connected and they can, yes. they stay connected with her actively because yes. Oh, yes. They, yes. they knew that she, that that wouldn't scare her basically.
2: Right. Right. And that they'll stay connected until she tells them to leave.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. She'll tell, uh,
1: and it, but so I started feeling very, you know, I, I help people through this and sometimes a Reiki session is just about the energy work, but I have such a strong belief to remind people that, there really is no other side. There's just our physical body and then the state where it's only spirit. And it's just all happening basically at once in my belief system. And so for a soul to not be in the physical state, they can still, my belief is that they can still interact as needed as they choose. Maybe they become, um, helpers in some way, because maybe that's a level of their soul they're still trying to work on. And and I think we are tied in some way to to our soul group, because I think at heart, our family and friends are part of our larger soul group that we originated from. That's why we have so many bonds with people. And it hurts so bad when they're not here that... We're not just connected by physical blood or, or like strong fa- uh, friendship connections. I think that we're here to, to work with each other and make our soul grow so that even when one passes, there's still soul growth that needs to happen and they can assist us. And um, maybe in some way we're assisting them. I don't know how it works. But after my dad passed away from cancer he was so actively communicating with us through electronics, through moving stuff. It was just amazing. I'm like, okay, for anybody who thought, you know, and then, and then with David passing, you know, I, I had been staying at his house overnight, helping and, um, doing the night shift. And so I'd come home. I came home at at around one to just go to bed. I came home, turned off all the lights, got in my pajamas and, and I was like I'm going to sleep for 2 hours and then go back over there. This was the day he died, but he had not died yet. Mm-hmm. And so um the gr- you know the girls and some, you know some people would, would come and go that day. No, you know, we knew he was going to pass away soon, but um I had to sleep. I was <laughs> you know that time where you're like I got to go. So I turned my phone on do not disturb. I'm like if something happens it happens. I have to sleep. As I was sleeping, I heard him say my name. I just heard him say, Jenna, I just heard David's name and I woke up and I looked at my phone and it was Isabel saying, dad passed away. I, maybe within five minutes, I looked, cause I, I couldn't hear her text go through. And I thought he, I think when we die, we're just kind of everywhere. And I think he let me know it happened. And it's just, and this is from a man who, who was a little bit probably afraid in, of this spirit world in being in that more fundamental type of mindset. And I'm like, he's free. And he, he, I can talk to him now and he, he gets it. And I got so excited because I feel like he's an ally. And I think that's a really fun thing to think about. Um...
0: Well, and I okay. want to say <clears throat> for Kathleen's sake and anyone's sake who has a ricky session, mm-hmm. we had plenty of sessions where no one came and Mm -hmm. gave any message Mm -hmm. for you or for me. It was just literally my chakras were not in balance and you would work on them until they were so, or they were physical healings like my lower back hurts or I have, you know, whatever. Right. And so not every, so just, just because you don't Mm -hmm. get a message from Mm -hmm. someone or you don't Mm -hmm. hear something doesn't mean that your session is not successful. Um, and as a matter of fact, of all the sessions that we've had, that only happened one time. Mm-hmm. But every time I left feeling healed.
1: Spiritual, emotional, physical, and then sometimes the connecting of the messages.
0: It's- yeah, And there's been lots of times that I cried. But we, everybody, all mm-hmm. the listeners know, and everybody in this room knows I'm a crier. It doesn't take a lot to make me well, cry. Well,
1: even if you're not, I have found that so many people, they... So the chakras, I I kind of learned Reiki based on the seven chakras. Now there's more than that, but there's the crown chakra above the top of the head, the third eye in between uh, your eyebrows, the throat chakra, um, the heart chakra, the solar plexus, which is right in your center above your belly button, and then your solar plexus, which is um, uh, below your belly button, and then the root chakra, which is like tailbone area, and of course, we have them in the palms of our hands too. And I do work on people's hands and the soles of your feet. But I do a, a chakra assessment before it begin. We begin the session to see kind of where you're off balance. And there's ways that I can, I decipher that. I use a pendulum and those are not evil either. It's just like (laughs) how people douse for water. It's just a tool that can pick up energy. That's it. And, um, and basically, uh, it moves in a circular motion or back and forth or not at all. And there's just ways that everybody kind of has the way the pendulum speaks to them when they use it. So I know what my messages are, um, and so I'll do that before the session and then I do the energy work. And then after the session, I do another chakra. And most of the time things are balanced. If something's a little off, I might just spend a little more time staying on your heart chakra if that finally didn't get cleared out. But chakras can also, you know, you get in your car and you have road rage, you can get off balance quickly. But in in the moment, it is very healing and usually people receive The benefits of a Reiki session for a good three days. It kind of that energy kind of travels through them, vibrates through them, and they can. It's not that it's totally gone after that, but that's why I I suggest people to have three sessions, kind of within, you know, a month, month and a half, because it's almost like how once we develop new habits, we build new neural pathways in our brain energy works the same way the more you energetically rebalance your body it can get there on its own quicker through the ways you live like you can put your hands on your heart you can do meditative practices you can so these energy sessions when repeated for a while set a pattern that is easier to get back to it's like a homeostasis way you know
2: well i mean i'm, I'm curious okay. so uh, yeah
0: Y'all, we hope you enjoyed this episode and that you uh, learned something new and learned a little bit about your chakras. And didn't you just love meeting Jenna? She's such a sweet, precious soul and such a good friend. Um, She's been a friend of mine for a while, and I think you can see that she and Kathleen hit it off very well. And so our advice this week is catch us next week, so that you can hear how Kathleen's actual session went and find out if her chakras were in alignment or if they were a hot mess.
2: Well, y'all, we hope you can use that piece of advice or tweak it to fit your life and or your friendships. If you have a question that you would like us to answer, or a piece of advice that you would like us to share, email us at omlands. Oh here we go at gmail.com.
0: oh my lands, Here We Go is produced by Nick Lean Production. Our song OML Here We Go Again was written and performed by Joey Boone. Copyright twenty twenty two Joey Boone. E Daddy Music ASCAP you can follow Joey on Facebook and Instagram at Joey Boone Music you can also reach him at joeyboonmusic.com if you enjoyed the Oh My Lands Here We Go podcast please subscribe and review us this helps us to keep sharing our adventures you can find us at Facebook Instagram TikTok and YouTube at Oh My Lands, Here We Go
2: seriously y'all thanks for joining us on this adventure and laughing with us as we go Hope to see you next time.